0: Ask the Podcast Coach for March 13th, 2021.
1: Let's get ready to podcast.
0: There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. And joining me right over there from the average is the one and only Jim Cullison. Jim, how's it going this morning, buddy?
2: Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. You know, no matter what kind of crappy mood, sorry to be <laughs> a little... No matter what kind of crappy mood I'm in on Saturday mornings, when I hear that music, I
0: get all fired up.
2: It's just so great. It's it it's just so great. So great.
0: It uh, it gets you going. You know what else gets you going, Jim, sometimes? A little coffee. A little, a little coffee. coffee. Can, can you help me with the pour? I can help you with the pour. And, uh, of course, that pour is brought to you by... The one and only Mark over at podcastbranding.co, where if you need a logo, if you need podcast artwork, if you need a website, Mark is a master at podcast branding. He will actually work with you to listen to your show and then make sure that your brand is in line with that. And if you go, I don't really have much of a brand or I'm not sure what I'm doing with my brand. Mark can help you with that. He now offers a service where he will come in and audit everything that you have to make sure that everything's in alignment. And if uh, you're like, I I don't eat, when I hear brand, I think, you know, breakfast cereal, Mark can help with that. Podcastbranding.co is the place to go. And the other bonus is, of course, Mark's a podcaster. So not only is he a great graphic artist, he's also a podcaster. So he gets it. If you need help, podcastbranding.co it's the place to go I don't know why you sipping coffee always makes me laugh uh, but uh, that was a that was a mighty fine mug you were holding up there Mr. Collison yeah, our
2: friends over at the dog podcast network you can check them out dog maybe the best podcast to download and listen to while you're walking your dog I know that's a little shock but if you uh, if you need and really a really uh, a good and incredible dog community that's going on over there. We're, we're a cat family and I'll never have a dog. But uh, sometimes maybe I'll get a cat that I can walk. That would be a good like a, a big cat. But anyways, dogpodcastnetwork.com. Check them out. So. Yeah,
0: Jim, I, here's something I noticed. I was out in the um, podcast movement Facebook group this morning and I see a lot of this and I'm I'm curious as to to why. And that is, how, it's all about booking guests. There's really only one way to get somebody on your show. And of course that is ask. Yes, so why, why? Because I think we can all come up with that conclusion, right? I yeah. don't really need to say, yeah. oh, you need to ask them. And they're like, oh, I never thought of that. So why is that so hard? Yeah.
2: Let me, and I'll use an American football reference. So I'm right. sorry for all our international folks, but <laughs> I
0: think um, a
2: lot of podcasters start uh, by overkicking their coverage to mm. begin with. They try to get too big a guests on and they, you know, depending on the name, they're busy and it's just, they're not going to be able to slow down enough to, and they, listen, they weigh, they look at your podcast and they're like, mm, okay, is that going to do anything for me? Like it, it has to be in it for both them and for you. You can't just, you know, you mentioned Simon, or somebody mentioned Simon Senakir. Just, to, uh, I think it was Chris a minute ago. Getting Simon to come on your podcast could be a chore. Now, if you got some connections, and you can make some things work, and you got some friends, whatever that helps. That helps make it. But oftentimes, those folks are, are, are very very busy. I I would say look if you're if you're trying to find guests, just look for guests that are doing podcasts like yours, and and right, and just ask them. Um, I watch this diy channel on youtube called green shorts and it's this guy who creates these green environmental uh friendly options he's, he's a he's a huge environmentalist and it, i find it very very interesting and he make rocket stoves right which are super super cool right these were real popular five or six years ago a way to for for third world countries and people to create you know options to heat things so he's he's got this channel This morning, just this morning, Dave, I was like, you know, I should have him on Home Gadget Geeks. Like, why wouldn't I? He's doing all this backyard tech stuff. Why wouldn't I have him on? So, you know, just invite him. Send him. I'll track down his email address and I'm going to send him a note and say, Hey, will you come on Home Gadget Geeks? We'd love to have you on there. That's how I've gotten all my guests. Industry guests are another good, uh, another good place. Like if you're... You know, for me in the tech space, we do a lot of work around Unraid. It's a server platform for storage, for, you know, digital storage and stuff. Well, those guys are very favorable in our community. And when I ask them to come on, they always say yes. Yeah. it's And it's a slam dunk and it meets the needs of our, my audience and 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 it meets their needs. So look for this, that synergy.
0: It really is. It's that simple because in theory, you are asking this person because they have some sort of expertise that is going to benefit your audience and so, A, who doesn't want to feel like an expert? And most people that are in the expertise kind of that area, they remember what it was like when they were in your audience's shoes. So they want to help them avoid those common mistakes and things like that. Right, right. So I just, I saw that and I was like, and it it comes up a lot. I get the whole like, how do I get on other podcasts? Because that takes some work. I'm actually, this week on the School of Podcasting, I'm interviewing um, Kristen from, I think it's yesbossva.com. And what's really cool about Kristen is she is a podcast booker and she is completely transparent, which I thought was really interesting. When you say to Dave Jackson, Yeah, I don't listen to the podcast I pitch, but here's how I make it look like I did. I was like, Because she knows that's not, I'm not a fan of that. But she, yeah, yeah. she said some really cool stuff. And one of the things is, like you said, Find somebody, so let's say, you know, Daniel J. Lewis gets, uh, I, I could go to Pod Chaser, Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast. I could go and see where has he been interviewed and then go pitch those places because obviously they talk about podcasting on those shows. So unless it's something for my podcast reviews or SEO or something that's not, you know, but find somebody who's like you. I, I used to do this when I was in a band. I'm actually doing the School of Podcasting right now on the show, but when I was in a band, there was a, uh, another band that was very similar to ours. And so we just went to their website and saw where they were playing and like, Oh, I've never heard of that club. I've never heard of that club. Right? Huh, let's go, let's go contact those guys. So, uh, we have somebody raising their hand in uh, clubhouse here. So Jeremiah is coming up to the stage and then, uh, we'll make sure Jim gets hydrated here in a second. I realize we're coming up here. Jeremiah, how
3: are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing?
0: Good. What can we help you with?
3: good i actually i just wanted to chime in on the uh you know getting people to uh come on your show uh i've I've, for whatever reason i've seen the same thing on a lot of like message boards and facebook groups and stuff and um a a lot of people are asking like celebrities you know how do i get a tv person or whatever uh i do a show called the media juice podcast and we've had you know big a-list guys on guests on the show uh and, you know, anybody that's out there listening that is wondering how do you get those, it, like, it's all about you have to pick up the phone. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. The, the secret sauce is, is IMDb Pro. Mm-hmm. So you can get their publicist or their manager or who, their agent, whoever is handling that side of their, their publicity, you can get their phone number. Um, you know, sending an email it just goes into a spam folder. (laughs) You know, you're not going to get it. Uh,
2: yeah, that's, it's really, it's really good advice. I I think, you know, the, the, in in that world, you've got to be talking to someone who controls their schedule. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, and oftentimes it's not even them. Like I, I, I worked, um I did some work with a high profile guy. One, he rescheduled 4 times. <laughs> so yeah. it was like, hey, we're going to do this. Oh no, I can't do this cuz something more important. They won't say it that way, but right. something more right, <laughs> something or just something that pays. You. <laughs> right. Exactly, right? Somebody just trumped you. Um and, and they're always last minute. Like if you try to ever do a pre-call or you try to get them set up so things are working, you know technically, no, you're not going to get a nope. shot at that. You better be ready to troubleshoot on the fly if yep. you're doing like <laughs> if you're doing video and stuff right, and then no, they're not as engaged in the conversation as you think they are right they're right they just probably came off of another meeting of some kind or another pitch or another thing or in a, in a case of like a book author, they've been doing this literally all day. <laughs> and yeah. so don't expect high energy. I mean, you can try and get it out of them. Right. But yeah. it's the, the, most of the time they're like, Oh my, you know, Dave, have you ever had a celebrity <laughs> turn on you too? Like I've had that happen to me once where you just say the wrong, a little bit of the wrong thing and you can see them check out. They're just like, you know what? I'm done here. You know, and we, <laughs> we had a high profile guest one time who gave us 60 minutes and, We were in the, we were in the middle of a question and he goes, my time's up. And he clicked off like, wow,
3: (laughs) wow. (laughs) I, I have definitely had interviews where this guy was having lunch. Uh, He was at a restaurant and Uh, on his phone and you know, he, he gave a good interview, but you could just tell he was also doing other things. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
0: But the, yeah. the IMDb Pro is a great tip. I've heard that where uh, I think it was Rob Walsh from Libsyn said, make a list of all the celebrities that you want to interview that fit your you know show, get an IMDb Pro, get all the information, and then cancel your subscription. <laughs> yeah,
3: right, right. Do the 30-day trial, yeah. get it all, get all the info, and then, yeah, just shut it down. So I've, yeah, I've I just also- thought... I-
2: yeah, no, Jeremiah, it's a great technique. I've, I've also heard of folks going, so like uh, a show uh, gets real popular and they go after the lower rung, I don't know what to call them, but the less important characters first. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And 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 then or a writer who doesn't normally get, I think. um, uh, Troy the,
0: Heinrich yeah, from yeah, The yeah. Blacklist Exposed. He started off with, the, uh, yeah. he, he tweeted a writer. And then the writer came on, and then I think he was starting to edge towards the actors, and the executive producer, John Boken Camp, I think is his name, was like, "Hey, like, how do I get on the podcast?" And they're <laughs> like, "Oh, all right, sorry." You know, he's like, "What well, am not I?" What a perfect liver? scenario, yeah. right? Where the, all yeah. of a
2: sudden they start getting FOMO. They're like, "Hey, wait a minute, how come I'm not on this thing?" Right? Yeah. So that's I think another using your Jeremy Jeremiah using your IMDb idea of going down the list and trying to maybe yeah. start at the bottom yeah. or producers or writers. I mean, think about a writer. They don't get any exposure on these no, mm-hmm. zero. Well, and the thing is too, I,
3: I was actually going to bring that up because if you have somebody, you know, even though they're playing quote unquote, lesser roles or they're, they're a writer, they're somebody behind the scenes, everybody right. knows everybody. So if you go to somebody's agent and say, Hey, I've had so-and-so and so-and-so on the show that that just instantly gives you credibility you know yeah. you you have a, a a sort of a a tableau of people that hey we've done this we've we've had celebrities we've had people um it, it just it gives you sort of a, a a better foot in the door to get going when you want to get uh, those bigger names
0: yeah and the the key there is this is not the person you want to practice on this is somebody when they sh- you show up on time they show up on time. Thank you yes. so much for make this a great experience. So that way, when the, the uh, you know, if it's a TV show, let's say, and it's that reoccurring character that's not really a cast member, but they're on about every other, other episode and you have mm-hmm. that person on. And then all of a sudden somebody goes, I don't know, this guy named Dave wants me to be on his podcast. That person can go, oh, I was on that podcast. That guy's great. You should do it. Yep. Yep. So don't, don't blow it when you get that shot. Uh, Jeremiah, do you have a podcast? You, he does. Are you a podcaster? I think, right?
3: I, yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple of my, my main show that I'm putting a lot of energy into right now is an audio drama called cryptic. Uh, you can check it out. Cryptic Uh Yeah. All it's
2: right. So thanks for jumping, Ohio legends. So yeah, good stuff. Ooh. Dave, that's your neck of the woods. Ohio. You said Ohio legends, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. All the, yeah. the myths and legends, you know, uh, Mothman, Sasquatch, Lake Dave, Dave Jackson. <laughs> <Dave Jaxter. laughs>
0: I look like Sasquatch right now, so that's a beautiful thing.
2: Jeremiah, thanks for jumping in. Appreciate it. Sure thing. Thanks, guys. You bet. All have right. a great weekend.
0: Uh we have uh I have to let them know. Yeah, yeah. Colin, hang tight. We're we're gonna get to you next here on uh, that. But uh first uh Jim needs more coffee. I do. I need, I need some there we go. And uh, while this, you're doing, this
2: actually makes a sound all in itself. It did. Like I the, was like, wait
0: a minute, I didn't hit the button yet. Uh, <laughs> it's like that's amazing. Uh, but we do want to thank our awesome supporters, and of course, we have uh, the first one up again. Our teacher's pet, and that is the Dog Podcast Network. If you have a dog and haven't checked out the Dog Podcast Network, what is wrong with you? It's it's stories about wow. dogs. I know. Wow, it's, Nicely done. it's trying to come guilt, up with a guilt and shame. A, that's it. That's it. <laughs> We worked very hard on the Dog Podcast Network. You should get over there and listen to a dog. It's a dog story. They have a hundred one dog. I don't know why I'm doing that. Uh, dogpodcastnetwork.com. Podcast Network.com. It was a good try. Check out the Dog Edition, and uh, plus, if you if you are a creator and you have a dog, you can actually win up to five thousand dollars. They're looking for 101 dog stories. Again, check it out, dogpodcastnetwork.com. And we always thank our awesome patrons that donate $20 or more. And that is Shane from Spyberry. In fact, today we are doing something new because of Shane. And that is patrons will no longer get advertising in their show. And I was like, huh? I never even thought about it. What do you think of that idea, Jim?
2: What do you mean? I don't understand. So,
0: like, the beginning where we do, you know, yeah. the whole thing, and, and yeah. Shane's like, hey, you know, I'm oh. a patron. He's like, any chance I can yeah. get one of these without the ads in so it? You,
2: you'd make a version where you'd cut the ads out?
0: Yeah. What do you think of that? Oh, yeah. I Just like for it. patrons. Yes. So, yes. I was like. That's a great idea. So, because okay. if you think about it, Shane already knows about Shane, because he's Shane. Right. So, Right. Um, right. And these people are on the website again. If you go to askthepodcastcoach.com yeah. slash awesome, people like Ed Sullivan at soniccupcake.com, uh, Felix over at the Latin Podcast Awards. You can find that at latinpodcastawards.com. That is brought to you by the Audio Dice Network. And I, you know, I'm just a, a kid in the eighties, man. Every time I hear the word dice, I just instantly want to go, it's part of the Audio Dice Network. Oh, uh, Glenn the Geek Hebert over at Horse Radio Network.com. I have a new t shirt. At podcastclothes.com, that says, Don't be boring. And that is inspired by the one and only nice. Glenn the Geek Hebert uh, over again at Horse Radio Network. If you are, if you, if you like horses and you're not over at Horse Network.com, what is wrong with you? I'm just going to say that to everybody. Mm-hmm. If you like airplanes and you're not over at aviationnewstalk.com with Max Trescott, what is wrong with you? If you are having problems with your finances, and you are not over with Greg at DebtShepherd.com. What is wrong with you? Uh, if you need help just getting How words. How can you keep this up? Uh, if, if, if you need help getting words out of your face, then, and you, you need some more confidence in that. What's wrong with you? Why aren't you over at Toastmasters101.net? It's just a running theme. That might be the name of the show. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Uh, if you have a true crime, uh, podcast or a comedy show or something that's kind of spooky, and you have not given it to Greg over at IndieDropIn.com, that's right. What is wrong with you? You can get more exposure for your show over at IndieDropIn.com. If you want to go meet one of the coolest guys on the planet, Michael Delaney over at Baby Mountain Radio Productions, he helps podcasters make that whole podcasting thing fun. And uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, you can go over to AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome and see uh, our $10 and $20 supporters are listed on the page. And for more options, if you just want to do a one-time donation or anything like that, askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. And that's also, we were talking books earlier. You can find my book over there at askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. And I'm trying to figure Clubhouse uh, fans, thanks for, for and, staying and around there. Chris Christensen is on deck, again, from the Amateur Traveler. Colin, how are you, buddy? I'm doing
4: well. Uh, thanks for bringing me up. But uh, I had a question for you about um, tools or apps that delight you in podcasting. I recently discovered Brett Terpstra's app, Bunch, and with one click, you can open all the apps that you need to start podcasting. It simultaneously closes everything that you don't need. Can change inputs, outputs, all sorts of stuff. So, was just curious Mac what or? kind of. Yeah, on the Mac. Of
0: if it's really cool,
2: it's on the Mac. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's $49. How yeah. much no, is It's, actually, much free. Is it's,
4: actually, it's oh. actually free.
2: Um, bunch. Yeah, but, huh.
0: yeah,
4: Bunch. It's just a single click. And actually, you kind of program it in just a simple um, text document. He's got really simple commands that you type in and tell the app that you want to do that command to. And then it saves that as a bunch. And with one click, I open all of my editing Recording software, I go into Do Not Disturb, I switch all sorts of stuff, open Safari tabs, all sorts of stuff. So, Will it do anything
2: in the app? Can you program it to to control the app? Like, Say I open up uh, a web browser and I want to do the same thing in Spreaker each time. Will it get that granular or is it just only able to open the browser?
4: So I have it open up to a very specific Google Doc every single time. Um, okay. So you can you right. can send it directly to a very specific website, and right. I have it open four or five tabs simultaneously, and it's just saved right. me a lot of time. And it's it's a it's a fun app, and, and uh, it it kind of brought a little bit more joy to the process. So I, I was wondering yeah. if you guys had anything like that that you've discovered or that you like to use that that brings joy to your workflow.
0: Mine is just Evernote. Anytime somebody is saying something. You know that I'm like, Ooh, uh, there's that. So I always capture ideas in Evernote, uh, and then making screenshots. If I'm that's another one. If I'm in the car or something, I'll take a screenshot of Evernote or not Evernote. Overcast is what I listen in, and then I will uh, forward or share that that screenshot with myself in Slack. So I'm like, oh, I need to go back to this and listen to it. There was something really cool because I took a screenshot of it. I don't know, Jim, do you got anything that you do? Yeah, a
2: couple of weeks ago, I mentioned this on the show. I've been using raindrop.io to kind of manage my bookmarks. And that has a feature in it where I can select, like I can put all the bookmarks in a folder. You can do this in your browser tab, by the way, but puts all the bookmarks in a folder. And with, with two clicks, I can open them all you know, kind of like you're talking about, Colin, where I can open them all at the same time. So it opens up, you know, 19, there's 19 browser tabs that I open when I'm producing my podcast. And it opens them all up at the same time. So that, I have found that um, helpful. I need to dig in on the Mac side. There's also some ways to do some scripting and some automation to do some of what you're talking about. Like I want to, I do the same thing in the one that compresses video for you and Uh, Handbrake. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I I do the same things on Handbrake. So I'm kind of looking for a scripting tool that'll just allow me to open Handbrake, grab the file in this destination, bring it in, set the two formats that I do it in and then export them. Cause it's exactly the same. I do the exact same thing every single week and it'd be, it would be nice to kind of click a button and, uh, and be able to have all those things done. I know. So Leo Laporte who does, you know, the, on the Twit network, they have auto, they have automated all their processes for, for posting things places. And that'd be another area, Dave, I think, where if I could script it to say, okay, here's the audio file, go to this website, put it in, submit these, put these things, like, grab from this document and put the title in the description. Because I just copy and paste them. So maybe I got some work. Maybe, yeah. Colin, maybe I have some work to do there a little bit more of thinking about just how to automate that. Although, to be honest, it's smart you get into automation and you stop checking things. And on some of those sites it's it's a good idea sometimes to just check on them. <laughs> well, are they still doing it? Is it still working? Some of those kinds of
0: things. Well, Daniel in the chat room was pointing out you can uh you can make o- can make an overcast to evernote workflow into a Siri shortcut. So yeah. I need to yeah. I I've heard so much about Siri shortcuts and I think I only have one I forget what it is. Something like play podcast starts whatever's in it uh overcast well on the windows
2: side there's cortana uh integrations where you can do things now i mean there's so much of this home automation type stuff that you could you could apply to you know you could apply to it so
0: and colin you said the name of it was bunch yeah it's
4: bunch b-u-n-c-h it's by by a brett terpstra he's a longtime mac developer and he's Mm -hmm. always doing some really cool stuff on the Mm -hmm. mac side and uh, it's it's really easy to use.
2: I'll have to, che- I'll have to check it out because you know I'm new to Mac. And so I've been trying to figure out all the where's the right places to live. It's been painful because, like I alluded to the joke earlier, everything on Mac is like 50 bucks. So it makes it harder sometimes to just try things out. And the trial versions aren't very good in some cases. And so going from PC to Mac has been a little painful. Not good to hear this is free, at least to start. Do they have... Can you, are there like pro versions and stuff that you can buy if you want to? How's that work?
4: Uh, no, it's just, it's free forever to use. Wow. Um, and and he, he has several apps that he does for, the, for that. Um, he does produce other apps um, that are more uh, true programming wise right, that he does right. for the app for, for the Mac. Um, but he does have a few free ones out there like this that I've just found are, it's really lightweight, it's really user friendly, and it's, it's sped up my process a lot
2: not in the Mac store. Is this something you go to a website and, and grab and sideload, basically?
4: Yeah, I think it's at uh BrettTerpstra.com. I think that's okay. his website. And you can okay. download his his apps from there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Craig Craig know. in the chat room says I just started using Text Expander yeah. on Windows. Yeah, schoolofpodcasting.com slash Text Expander. I live and breathe by that. Because I answer the same questions all the time. So I'm constantly you know, I even, think that's cross. I think that's cross-platform. In yeah. other
2: words, you, if you have it on Windows, but you have a Mac, I think you can you can because it's browser integrated. Right. right? Yeah.
0: yeah. So I can actually have it in all my. I think it's clips or whatever it is. They're in the cloud, and so when I make one on my PC and then jump to my laptop, I can. Just pick up right there with it. Yeah. So text expander is another big That's one. another
2: one I need to use more of because oh, in my dude, job, I type the same things all the time, right? Yeah. And so I need to just start typing and it will say, hey, is it like, is this like this? And you go, yes. And it just puts in the whole, kind of puts in the whole paragraph.
0: Yeah. Me. Here so. is a blank notepad and all I have to type in is hashtag. And I just always add a hashtag and I believe it's rodeo show. Boom! There's the all the yeah, HTML you get, for you. Got to be on. Sorry, Clubhouse. You gotta I know be on YouTube, to but I just, this. I just, How I just does. spit a whole bunch of text onto the screen that I didn't have to type. So yeah, yeah. so there are all sorts of fun things. Uh, the other thing I do is in Hindenburg Journalist, and you could do this in Audacity, Audition. I have a file called SOP, which is short for School of Podcasting Blank. And when I open it up, my intro music is right there. And in Hindenburg, they have a clipboard, so every sound I use in the show the school bell the whoosh the enduring music the uh that's a good question all the stupid files i use in every single episode are there so it's kind of a poor man's template so when i open that up and then the first thing i do is rename it under the number that it is so that's another one so i have to that's go good, oh wait where's yeah. the school bell at wait where's the you know that whole nine yards so yeah colin where do you have a podcast
2: where do we find your podcast
4: uh, my wife and I co-host the Pet Sitter Confessional podcast. It's, uh, <laughs> we're great. by pet sitters for pet sitters. Uh, we interview uh, pet sitters from across the globe, talking about their stories and things they've learned. And you can check us out at PetSitterConfessional.com. dot com.
2: Nice, that's so great. What kind of what kind of your I and mean, that's like a hyper 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 niche. Yeah, yeah, right. What what kind of from a from a listener standpoint? How, how do you feel? What kind of audience do you attract with that? And what are you able to do with it? <laughs>
4: Yeah, so we, it's taken some time because we kind of – we do have to disambiguate ourselves from yeah. just pet parents because uh, we get a lot of people that think we're for pet parents and are confused by our topics because um, yeah. it's like, no, no, I, I, what, no we're, we're pet sitters, sitters talking yeah. to pet sitters, dog walkers, groomers, vets, um, and just kind of a little bit about behind the scenes. And we've really been blown away by the response um, because, uh, pet sitting can be kind of a, a lonely time when you're out there at all hours of the day, not talking to anybody. And so we get a lot of people who have commented and sent us emails and feedback saying that wow. they finally feel like they get somebody that understands what they're going through. There you go. Uh,
2: yeah. Hyper, that's hyper engagement. Like yeah. when you reach that level, when people say, I've been looking for you. You have hyper engagement on that. And so do you guys, what do you do? So from an audience engagement perspective, are you guys doing any advertising? Are you monetizing it in any way? Or is it just kind of a labor of love?
4: Well, it is a labor of love, but we have also reached out to a few um, sponsors. We, we sat down after about a year in and made a list of of the kind of sponsors that we would love to work with that were very pet sitter specific and yeah. i've been very thankful that um we've now brought on four sponsors that Good. are directly at pet sitters you know we're not selling mattresses or underwear or socks right we're
0: <laughs> right
2: <laughs> it's
4: pet sit- it's software yeah. for pet sitters it's insurance for pet sitters it's some
0: business tools and things great. like that. There you go. Yeah. It's it has been great.
2: really fun. Yeah, good job, Colin. Good yeah. work. And yeah. and
0: Thank Colin you. is your is your last name out in the public? Uh yes. Uh, he has the coolest last name ever. Oh. <laughs> Funkhauser. And oh you, yeah. It's just like oh, yeah. Funkhauser is in the house. Right so, on. Excellent. So. Right, love it. I, that, <laughs> I was like that <laughs> sounds like like a name of a band. This Saturday, Funkhauser. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, somebody who
2: comes, somebody who also comes from the future to destroy the present. That's Colin, th- thanks, thanks for jumping in, and appreciate your uh, you being with us here this morning. Thanks, buddy. Okay, thanks, Dave. There's a there's a t- before we jump. There's a ton to explore. Oh,
0: that's right what I'm like. like right, this is put what, it in your Evernote. This right? is what that's, I use. This is what I use Clubhouse yeah. for. I'm like, I need to go back and talk to that guy because yeah. that's like the that's almost he's up there with uh, chameleon breeding. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> like you're like not, we, as creep,
2: not as creepy not as but, creepy not as creepy
0: yeah that always gets a weird metal picture some little geico going to town with a wah-wah in the okay, background let's... knock knock who's there how's it feel mm. how's it feel mm. easy money do we, have, do, we have, do we have somebody waiting we have two people waiting we have uh marco okay. uh hang tight we're gonna get to you next up we talked to him last week the one and only chris christensen from the amateur traveler podcast chris how are you buddy
2: Good. And coincidentally, I was just thinking of wearing a Funkhauser amp from my guitar. So. <laughs> and we've come full circle. That's right. <laughs>
4: uh, a couple couple uh, tips in the um, Hindenburg, you talked about putting things in the clipboard. There's also a favorites,
2: so you don't have to uh, have a, a template thing. Those favorites available in any new file you open up. And so you can put your things in the favorites and then just, uh, anytime you open up a new file, you can have those clips available.
0: I did not know that. That is, I, is- I
2: guess that from the fact that you said that I've just started using, um, uh, Hindenburg, but I'm a big fan. Yeah. So you just uh, rocked I seen- Dave's world. I did. You just rocked his world. <laughs> like his eyes got really big.
0: <laughs> Marco is coming to the stage. So Marco, how are you? What can we help you with?
5: Hey, from Hamburg, Germany, hey. I am also a podcast producer, I'm centering my podcast around photography, education, and inspiration, but I wanted to give you a tip on just being a recent Mac user, there's one tool that has really saved me a lot of time, and that is the app Paste, I don't know if any one of you knows about this app. Hmm. No, give us it a little, give me a little background on it, because I'm the new Mac user. yeah. It's a uh, clipboard manager for Mac, iPhone, and iPad. And basically anything you put in the clipboard, so copy, uh, on copy, uh, command copy, is stored there. You can go back month if you want to. And you can also use it, if you you copy this on your Mac and then you're on the road on your iPad, you can just go to paste and you find the same thing. So if you have some, I know uh, the text expander is great, but sometimes you need a little bit more or you have unique things. Yeah. Sometimes you have a code that that's recurring for your podcast. I know there's some some uh, CSS code that you sometimes need need to put into the show notes or stuff like that. It's super easy and you have a cross platform and I think that's a very very cool tool cool app to use. It's a 14-day free trial and then you have to pay I think monthly or yearly. Fee, but okay. that has Annual. saved me a lot of time.
2: That. Yeah. Um, by the way, Windows 10 has this feature. They just started it. So it's a global clipboard. So if you're on the Windows side, it's com- it comes with Windows, and you do a copy-paste, you're going to get a new... Well, the very first time you go to use it, they're going to ask you, hey, do you want the new global clipboard? And if you say yes, from then on, your copy-paste experience changes. It's a little jarring at first because instead of just doing Control c Control v to copy and paste... You go Control c And then when you go Control a dialog box pops up and says, Hey, here's all the things that you've copied in the past. Do you want to do one of these things? And so just a little experience change. So if you're a Windows user and you're updating on the most recent version of Windows coming up, this feature exists in Windows as well. I will, um, Marco, I will definitely have to check this out on the Mac. It would be awesome if I could get it based on the browser and not based on, like, copy-paste browser, not copy-paste OS. Because I do cross-platform. I'm on, you know, one side is Mac and the other side is PC on my desktop here. And I share them with Synergy. And I'd rather have that. Do you, Are you familiar with anything that goes copy, paste, history based on the browser?
5: I, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I thought paste was already pretty cool. But I only use yeah. Macs. I've, I've yeah, stopped yeah. using no. Windows 10 years ago. Right,
2: yeah. No, right on. <laughs> I just, I live in a world, I was a Windows guy. And with the, when the M1s came out, I was like, I can't. I can't miss this. Like I gotta have an M1. So like I'm my my daily drivers an M1, but I still have a lot of PC stuff that I have to do. So yeah. I've been working on a lot of cross platform things. You'd have a hard time telling in the studio now what what I'm on because I really drive everything through the browser. So mm-hmm. when you come down here, you'd be like, okay, is that m-? you'd only be able to tell based on the toolbar on <laughs> the bottom. Even post production. Yeah. Every. Yes. Yeah, so I'm doing. I'm. I'm doing post production on both. So a weird world I, <laughs> yeah but I, because that's but uh,
5: that's one of the reasons why i haven't uh, upgraded to an m1 because of isotope they yeah. still have problems when they're integrated in yeah. a final cut for example that doesn't work yet
2: right yeah there's a lot of things that don't <laughs> work all the way yet
0: on the, m1, the audio industry is very, very slow
5: in adapting easy. sometimes yeah. it'll come it'll come
0: and marco Great. uh craig in the chat room wants to know is your photography podcast in german or english
5: oh it's in english in English. All right. It's global.
0: <laughs> and uh, where can we find that at?
5: That would be very simple. ppn.fm. That stands for Photo Podcast Network. Different shows, different inspiration, great audience. And um, it's been really great to reach the whole world yeah. with photography now that everyone is a photographer. And we have great, great guests there that inspire and all different genres of photography.
0: Well, the reason, uh-huh. the reason I'm a podcaster, my very first voicemail came from Nuremberg, Germany. And I was like, wait, what did he say? Germany? And I was like, wait, I'm reaching somebody on the other side of the planet. I was like, and that's at that point I grabbed my flag and planted it firmly into the, the podcast world. So uh, very cool. So, Hey, thanks for uh, coming on. We appreciate the tip. You can find the paste app at pasteapp.io. So Marco, thanks for, uh, thanks for the tip. Thanks for jumping in.
5: You're right. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. So we should probably let people know if you, if you have a question, Uh, You can come over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. That'll jump you right into the video where we're on YouTube. And you can also raise your hand if you're in Clubhouse. And when you raise your hand, that's you saying, hey, I know I'm being recorded. And you know who is in, I think, in two places at one time is Chris Nessie, who I have his book right here. Of course he is. The pod journal has arrived. And uh, it's kind of, it's one of those things that's so simple. It's like, wow, that's actually pretty cool. It's simply, hence the name the pod journal. It's a journal for you. So when you're like starting out and I go write down 10 ideas for your first 10 episodes, that's what you do with this thing. You basically can keep track of here's the episode name. Here's this. Oh, nice. And it's like it's just page after page of a So if you think about like a journal where it's like, you know, usually date and time and, you know, what Chris, was jump in here. Jump in um,
2: here. I got some questions for you. So ask the podcastcoach.com slash
0: join. Yeah. Oh, he's raising his hand.
2: All right. So he's going to either, either way on Clubhouse will work just great.
0: Yeah. So he might not have pants on today. So you never know with Chris. Poor hair. One of the, yeah. Two. Um, but uh, he is on stage joining us. Mr. Nessie, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. I was actually going to turn his volume up. Hey, now we can hear you. There we go. Sorry about that.
1: That's okay. I was actually at some point going to ask a different question, but if you want to talk about the pod journal, yeah,
2: uh, we can I do, start there. <laughs> I do. I do, Chris. So when, when was that released?
1: Uh, two weeks ago. Yeah.
2: Okay. And paper only, or do you have an, uh, e-version of it?
1: Uh, I designed it to be paper only Okay. because I think there's, and I get this from Simon Sinek in one of his books that he intentionally released only as something you could pick up and touch and handwrite in. So I like, I like that. So I, I designed it as a physical
0: only thing.
2: Okay. And, um, well, and yeah, but well, you don't feel like you're going to have some folks who are going to ask for it electronically in a PDF or something
1: like that. I have, but yeah. I, I'm not willing to accommodate them. No offense to those people. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, I, I want okay. it to be something well, you right. write in. I, I think right. something would be lost in, in doing it digitally. Yeah. I mean, right. well, no, people I get who that. are doing I it digitally can already do that. Yeah, I
2: get that. I, I live in a world of where, you know, we produce content all the time. And when I, when we only put it out on paper, I get tons of pushback from folks that are like, why is there not an e-version of this thing? So just kind of wondering what kind of feedback you were, well, you were getting on it.
0: I think this is more of a, uh, you know, it's for that person. Again, think about this, a brand new podcaster may not be all nerded out on, you know, yeah. filling out PDF. So I'm like, I just need to write down my ideas and then I've uh, said it, I've said a couple of times, I wish I had written down my past episodes. And in theory, you could do that in this and then always go back physically right. and look at it. So right. it's, it's a niche, right? Some people don't want that digital stuff because you could easily, you know, I I could pick this book up in Barnes and Noble, you know, take a picture of it and come home and do this in word and basically be good to go. Right. right. But then right. you miss that aspect of being able to look at multiple ones. It's, it's. It's one of those things. You either you either look at this and go, "I'm so happy I have this," or you go, "I don't get it." It's yeah. But for me, no, super, I was like, I was like, cool. "Oh, that's kind of cool."
2: Chris, did you kind of create it for your for the listeners of your of your show? Did you did you feel like there were, you were getting a lot of questions around podcasting from them, and and they need the resource?
1: I, I do get those questions from listeners of my show, but I really I've been trying to rack my brain to be able to create something that could be universally. Used and accepted you know outside of what I do with education, and this was something that 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 came to me, you know, from consuming content, about creating content from again guys like you and other people that I listen to the content and get inspired by. Um, you know, Dave, I know you've talked about ways that you could you know like profit from your podcast, you know, create that physical product or that digital product, and this is something that just finally came to me and it's something that i felt i could do
0: and you throw it on the wall and see if it works or
1: not you know that's it. and so far it has worked i mean yeah i mean it's not a new york times bestseller by any stretch right but you know i can look at the analytics on the uh, kindle direct publishing which is the platform that i was able to produce this through and i've sold probably 30 copies already yeah and that that's a nice little bit of little bit of money so there is some money to be made i'm not gonna retire from this but i can invest that money back into the podcast and things that i do so it's nice
2: chris for listeners for you know those who are in clubhouse and listening live off youtube what do you think the time commitment was on that uh as far as putting it together and you self-published uh, obviously and so is there uh, what do you think how much time do you think you spent putting this thing together
1: i i gotta be dead honest with you guys this was stupid, easy to do. (laughs) Um, It took me with the help of talking to some people less than three hours to, to put this together. Mm -hmm. I had an idea of how I wanted to design the page. And then I I spent more time figuring out how to format the cover and meet the specs and the requirements from a technical aspect, because it was going to be printed. uh, than I did putting the pages together. And then uh, Dave, I, I can't see it, but I imagine you have yours and you held it up, but there are some I other did. pages in there that, you know, it's like reflect oh. on the last 10 episodes. What are your plans for the next 10? So I put in some other pages within there yeah. and that, that could help you plan and reflect on your podcast, but yeah. that, that took, it took almost
0: no time. Yeah. It says here, reflect on your last 20 episodes. What are your current podcast goals? So Chris, that's, that's, that's great.
2: Where do folks now want to buy this thing like crazy? So where would they go? We'll send you a bill for this, by the way, but where <laughs> do you go? <laughs> where do you go to find this thing?
1: Well, inspired by Dave, you can go to thepodjournal.com. So I invested in another domain and that you takes go. you right to the, uh, right to the Amazon page.
2: Say it one more time for folks, cause they were scrambling for a pen or they, a notepad on their computer. Where do you find it?
1: The pod journal.com cool
2: good well that's that's exciting you're you're is this first published or no
1: um you're, my first time doing this yes
2: yeah first time publishing something
1: yeah and, and and to those who have a book in them i think this is a great way if if you've got it write it and find somebody to help you edit it i i think in terms of the, the profitability and what you might make on self-publishing this is really easy and you can design books of any physical size so this is yeah. and dave's got it it's a little bit bigger than a physical comic book but to design it and lay it out you could print your own book so if there's a book in you about anything yes. you can do it yourself you don't you don't have to necessarily go through a publisher and i think a traditional book you would want to put it out in the e-format and you know the the money you can make on it per book if it is available electronically goes up from the physical copy right um so i i i encourage anybody who's interested in publishing a book to, to explore this and check out the Kindle direct publishing and yeah, it's, you know, give it a shot. Why not?
0: It, it really, you know, Chris was talking about how it's, it's not as hard as you think what you do is you first come up with whatever the name of the book is. So let's say it's, you know, um, I don't know, planning your podcast. So then you go like, okay, what are the topics I'm going to talk about? Well, we're talking about, uh, you know, you, how to get your target audience. Why are you doing this? You know, and you come up with like seven or eight main topics and then you go into that first topic. And the first topic is understanding your audience. Then you like, okay, subtopics, how to use Amazon, Google, YouTube, you know, Quora, uh, Reddit to see what your audience is talking about. And then you just keep expanding and expanding and all of a sudden you look up and you're like, wow, I have, you know, 500 words or 2000 words or whatever it is. And it's, it's really, that's not the the hard part. I always say with with books and podcasting, creating it is not the hard part. It's new and it's something you've never done before and it's a little spooky that way. But the hard thing is getting people to read it. That's the fun part. So uh, if you've got a book in you, you know, check it out. Check out uh, Matt over at theauthorinsideyou.com, another school of podcasting alum who uh, does a podcast for first-time authors. And they talk about, you know, getting that first book published. Cause I think everybody has a book in you, Chris. Oh, go ahead. Well, I, I think you're going to say the same thing I was going to say, go ahead. You say, uh, Chris, first. you, I think you said you had a question, but if we wanted to talk about the pod journal, we could do that. What was your question? Uh,
1: my question was related to, I know you have the video that you did and you've put out the tutorial on how to connect the, uh, the iPhone to mm-hmm. a mixer uh, to, to do the recording here on clubhouse. Is there, any other way that you guys can think of that you could connect your phone to your computer to make it work if you don't have a, a roadcaster or the pod tracker, something else like that? Is there any other ways we can do this?
0: If you're going solo, yes, but if you're going solo, why wouldn't you just use your phone? I mean, that's right. the thing because I mean, there is, uh, oh, I forget the name, there's a Company that you can plug iPads and you can, it's like an XLR to iPhone thing. But the problem is getting more people than you. PC uh, or Mac, Chris?
1: Uh, PC. Because hmm. what I was thinking was, and, and I've seen on Amazon, there are these lightning to, uh, it'll split it out to uh, to the headphone jack and the, the microphone. So the speaker and the microphone, it's on there. Um, could you, in theory, split it out? That way into the uh, the speaker out and the microphone in on a PC, like that pink and the green that we stereotypically will see. Could it work? Could you connect it that way? Do you think? Could they hear
0: it. The, so
2: it needs to create a loop back, right? So it can hear yeah, itself. That's,
0: the, the thing that you have to run into is now we're in a mix, minus hell. So, <laughs> yeah, but that may, Chris, that, that may might actually work. work. Yeah,
2: that may actually work.
1: Yeah, like, because if, you're, if I sent the speaker out, to the microphone and I'm i sent hearing. the microphone out or i sent the speaker out of the computer into the microphone input that in see, on paper it, it makes sense that it might how work. are
2: you monitoring it though that's the question so that would work how would you hear cl- you would have to grab that the speaker input that you're using to broadcast would also need to come into whatever broadcast software you're using
1: if in. i was doing it my my, the, my plan would be cuz i use voice meter banana on my windows pc yeah so yeah, yeah. i could yeah that might work monitor
0: it yeah i was gonna say that i i yeah. know you're a, yes. uh yes. I, I know you're a big banana fan so uh <laughs> uh because i because when you start sending audio out of a computer and then back into the computer i was like that's that's a loop right there that's going to cause an issue unless, you, unless you have a mix right. minus going on and i was like well, well
2: and that using voice meter is a virtual you know it's a virtual port so yeah. to speak you may, you may have some control. I haven't done that. I would be using like an audio hijacker or or, or loop loop, uh, loop back on the Mac. But yeah, I, I think it's worth, Chris, I think it's worth trying, you know. Uh,
1: give and it I looked at those adapters and the adapters anywhere from, I don't know, maybe 14 to $25. Some of them, you yeah. could hook it up and still connect the, the charger so you could be charging the phone while you do it. Uh, yep. So I've seen a couple of different options, but that's that was, that was uh, on my mind this morning.
2: Yeah. Buy the best one and then return it. If it doesn't work, like don't go cheap thinking like, well, if it works, like just buy the best one. Cause I, in this audio world, you know, that, that matters. So if it doesn't work, you can always just send it back in, but yeah, I'd give it a try. You have to give it a shot. That's like, that sounds like that should work. And so I'd, I'd give it a shot and let us know.
1: All right. I, I will report back shortly. All right, <laughs> thanks,
2: Chris. Hey, <laughs> congratulations you. on your journal. And uh, if folks go out there, make sure you leave a review on Amazon for it. Well, that's a that's a, especially from this community. If you're going to buy it and support Chris for it, make sure you're getting out there and also giving it a good review on Amazon. Uh, reviews do matter on Amazon. They do. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They don't in Apple, but they do on iTunes. So make sure you're leaving a good review.
0: Thank, Thank you, you very
1: much, guys. Yep. I appreciate you it. back, Chris. I'll see you. You back, Chris.
0: Yeah, I had a guy on my show, the podcast rodeo show. So this is where it's literally it's, this is a show that was always, it's always been an experiment and I tied fiverr into it. And this guy's signing up for, for five bucks and he wants to know if I can leave him 25 reviews. And I go, I don't, I don't think you read the gig. I go, I'm five. I'm go, I'm going to give you one. And he goes, okay, can you copy that into Google? And I go again, I don't think you read the gig. I'm going to give you an honest review. So if you are looking, cause he actually gave me the review. He's like, here, copy and paste this. And I'm like, yeah, you're not reading the gig. I'm going to listen to your show, talk about the beginning of it. And if I like it, I will say why. And if I don't like it, I will say why. Are you sure you want this gig? So that's like, but he was looking for 25 reviews. And I just was like, oh, and another thing, reviews don't do much for you. You know, they're, they're social proof, but, uh, you know, other than that, and they might help he, with a sponsorship to say, look, I do have an engaged audience, but. So many people still think it's the way to the top of the charts, and I'm like,
2: no. And reviews. I think there's. I agree. I think there are some platforms where it can yeah. make a difference. Oh, PodChaser right? so, for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh man, PodChaser has been great. Like I've, I've, we get. I've been turning my Gallup community on to PodChaser because we create all this content. PodChaser has a great way of creating lists and curating content, getting a direct link to that, and it pulls in all the show notes. It just works, and like they're never down. Like it's. Right. It's incredible what you get over there, um, even on the free plan. And so do they have a paid plan?
0: They do. do. Yeah. They, it's do something where you get more analytics of some sort or whatever. Okay. But yeah, you're uh, going
2: to track all your stuff through it. Yeah. So. Dave, Clubhouse is really like I'm still not a giant fan, but Clubhouse has really changed the quality of our of the of our call. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, just been, it's so good. I keep it waiting for the Baba Booey and it's just not it's not, not happening.
0: We no. <laughs> I was going to make a bangs joke but I'm not you know what I mean okay yeah no right on we lost, right our, on. We lost our baba booey listen I'm not
2: saying our YouTube friends aren't great it's just they it, it wasn't a platform that encouraged this kind of chat I mean the, the, the clubhouse folks really good quality questions
0: so well, and insights yeah. and we got people I know. this is the epitome of what I tell people if you want to grow your audience you have to go where your audience is that doesn't know you yet and right. I think we're reaching people right. that go. Wait, who's this Dave Jackson? What, Jim? Right. Jim who? G- who's that Jim guy? Yeah. So uh, speaking of that Jim guy, Jim, what is coming up on theaverageguy.tv?
2: I know podcasters aren't supposed to do this, Dave, but I took a week off. Oh, what are you crazy? It? Felt so good to not have a production to do this morning. Just, I've been I've been burning the candle at both ends, and so yes, podcasters, when you get weary. Just take a week off. Like They'll be there when I get back next week. So so no show. No, but if you want to find what I currently do, you can head out to
0: TheAverageGuy.tv. That's right. Go listen to that back catalog. On the School of Podcasting, as I mentioned earlier, we're talking about how to get booked on other podcasts because we all say, well, here's how you grow your audience. One of the ways is to be on other podcasts. And it's like, "Uh, how do I do that? Kristen is amazing. Uh, There's a middle. I was editing it on Wednesday, and I'm going to do something very weird in the middle that I've never done before because there's just an awesome, really, really great answer. And I'm like, okay, I need to do something with that. So, uh, find that at schoolofpodcasting.com. That's coming out on Monday. And for everyone listening to Clubhouse, hang around. We've got some more post show, but we make it sound like it ends now.